Hi there. Hello. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I can't complain. Um, this is our first official recording where we both have mics. So we're going to see. We're going to see how it goes. Oh my goodness. I just, I'm, I'm smiling ear to ear. I just can't contain myself. It's so nice. She my really, she really nice. is. Um, but welcome everybody. Yes. So happy that you came and joined us, whether you're running or sleeping and you're using this to fall asleep. That's also fine. As long as you're listening, liking, and subscribing. Listening, liking, or was it rate, review, subscribe, RRS. Mm -hmm, Okay, mm -hmm. there we go. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. Um, Episode three, we still have kinks. We're working out crazy, crazy. Wow, wow. Oh my God. I really thought we would have had this figured out by now. I do. Anyways, so Rihanna's pregnant and I'm just so excited. (laughs) I am so excited for billionaire um, beauty enthusiast, lingerie maker and manufacturer Rihanna and her boyfriend ASAP Rocky, who <laughs> makes music sometimes. Mr. Mr. Rocky, Mr. Pretty Boy Flacco. Pretty Flacco, yeah. Um, <laughs> funny you say that because um, I sent the one of, I don't know, probably 800 million Instagram posts of Rihanna mm-hmm. in her beautiful vintage pink Chanel coat, um, <laughs> flaunting what looks to be like, you know, like a six month situation yeah. down there. Yeah, she's got uh, a baby in there. There is, there's a, there's the most beautiful, coolest mm-hmm. person forming in there. Mm-hmm. And yeah. if you have ever in your life woken up and looked in the mirror and thought, you know, no, not my best day. Um, our friend Lindsay would call it a flop moment when you're feeling mm-hmm. like it's just it's just a flop. Um, get ready for a lot more of those because this child is going to be blindingly gorgeous. They um, will not have a single one of those days in their entire life. They're just going to wake up every morning and know exactly who they are and look in the mirror. It's going to be great. I can't wait for them to experience that moment. Yeah, but oh, sorry. As I was saying, I sent um, the Instagram post to. Um, <laughs> as I was saying before, you rudely interrupted me, Catherine. Um, uh, I did not say that. Um, to mm-hmm, mm-hmm. one of our friends, and um, just I didn't include any explanation. And she goes, "Oh, who's her boyfriend?" <laughs> or no, she goes, "Who's the father?" And I said, "Her boyfriend of like a million years, ASAP Rocky, the guy in the picture." And she goes, oh. The guy in the picture. <laughs> and she goes, oh, he just looks like a guy. And I think that's a really adequate way. You know, it, yeah, it's an adequate way to describe him. But do you remember when he was on the cover of GQ? And all we talked about for that month cycle of GQ was his spread in that magazine. It was He was like on yachts and he he looked like a fashion model. I think that's when he was dating. Oh my gosh, he was dating a model, but that doesn't narrow it down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't remember. Yeah, but yeah. Um, yeah, now now he's gonna father the most beautiful child in the world. Um, what do you, what do you think? Oh, I was gonna say, what do you think they're gonna name the baby? <sighs> you think they're gonna go like personification of an object? 
You know, you know what I mean. Uh, like a lamp? Like a lamp? Yeah. Like a lamp. Apple, for example. Mm. I know, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bring her up. Uh, it's okay, it's okay. To be quite honest with you, right before <laughs> we started uh, recording, I chipped my nail. <gasps> and um, it's just, it's a little annoying. That's yeah. all I have going on in my life, if that's any indication of where I'm at. It is, it's really, it's one of those moments that makes you say like, okay, self, like I have health insurance, everyone's over my head, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. everything's okay, but this moment kind of sucks. Yeah. Like I'm, I can contribute to a 401k. I can pay my health insurance on time. I own a credit card that gets me airplane points. Thank you, JetBlue. Airplane. But heaven forbid my nail chip. I cannot think of anything other than my nail chip. But uh, right now we're going to think about um, maybe what someone would have done if they chipped their nail 100 years ago. Drink a bunch of poison and hope it gets better. I, I feel like 100 years ago was just lawless. Lawlessness. Lawless. Okay, one more thing before we get into these bakes really quick. <laughs> we started watching the John Adams um, mini docu, not a docu-series, but like mini-series on HBO. Starring Paul Giamatti as John Adams. Is that turncoats or redcoats or turncoat? Uh, Or is it literally called John Adams? It's literally called John Adams. Incredible. Go on. Yeah. So um, there's a scene where his wife, played by Laura Lenny, love you, Laura Lenny. She, (laughs) (laughs) she, um, I think she's trying to like old timey vaccinate her kids so she gets a doctor to bring someone over who has like leprosy the doctor digs out one of the like leprosy pieces like one of the boils brings it inside the house cuts everybody every puts like a cut in each kid and then digs in their skin and like and like like moves the knife around in the boil juice and then puts it inside the cut that the kid had and then like yeah you're vaccinated um, come back for your booster in nine months. <laughs> like, that's what they were doing. Laura Linney had to act through that. <laughs> so glad we got exactly almost 10 minutes in with these mics because I'm about to vomit all over. <laughs> it was so gross. How did you do? You know, you know, okay. Everybody. <laughs> No, everybody listening to this podcast is a good friend or family member of ours. The the (laughs) listenership is not that wide yet. And you know what? Everyone is like, oh, Grayson's doing a podcast. It's going to be true crime. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm really going to try and back off of it because I know it makes people uncomfortable. I know not everyone loves it the way I do. But then Catherine Rose comes in here and is talking about boils and cuts and knives. Like, I just want everyone to know that was not me. I had nothing to do with that. Listen. An incredible show. We're not cutting this. It's staying in. Leave it in. Leave it in. Leave okay. It in. Leave it in. All right. Yeah. Um, so on that note, we did some baking. Um, pre-boil descriptions, we baked things that people eat, in theory. Mm-hmm. Um, so, as Catherine mentioned, this is our 100-year-old recipe baking challenge. Mm-hmm. Pretty self-explanatory. Um, I thought about using an old family recipe, but y'all ain't getting that from me. So, um, I kind of went digging on the interwebs. And mm-hmm. anyone who knows anything about turn-of-the-century 
American food scene. It is gross as, like, doesn't even cover it. Like, caustic, dangerous, so bad. So I was really ready for some really mixed, uh, mixed recipes. I was ready to be told I needed to, like, use various types of lards, make (laughs) extracts and lards. I mean, I was ready for anything. Didn't Mm -hmm. end up having to do any of that. Thank goodness. Um, But in my research, I did come across this NPR article that was very interesting. And it was about this woman. She did, I don't know if it was like her dissertation or she's doing grad work. And her grad work research had to do with um, how tombstones came to exist. And something she came across was this very interesting trend is not the word, but something that she discovered was that a lot of people in passing away, it would be their dying wish that their coveted family recipe be featured on their tombstone. And that there's this whole, I guess it's like a TikTok, not subculture, but TikTok um, trend. And um, I thought that was kind of fucked up because imagine (laughs) your whole life, like your grandmother withholds the mac and cheese recipe. And then, like, she dies, and the whole world gets it. Everybody who walks by gets to know the mac and cheese recipe. But so unfair. It's, it's just, it's not fair. But um, what I did this week didn't come from someone's tombstone. But it did come from someone who's dead, because, again, it's at least 100 years old. Definitely uh, dead. I wasn't, like, mm-hmm. an active part of this or anything. Um, I made an Italian ricotta pie. Um, I came across it on a blog called a family feast and it was actually one of the bloggers grandmothers and the handwriting, um, is so faint and I'll link this in the show notes and you'll be able to go and see the blog. So to start off, we're making a pie crust. I, I have lamented on here before. I don't know. I just get intimidated. I just get nervous. And so, um, to clarify the tools that I were using that I was using included these measuring cups that I think my father bought for me when I went off to college. This is a very college centric mm-hmm. episode. Um, and they're plastic. They've been washed, I don't know, a billion times each. Then labels have started to fade. So when the recipe calls for one and a half cups, all purpose flour, and I just start sifting my ingredients because you sift together your flour, your baking powder, um, your sugar, And then you set that aside. And then obviously you make your wet ingredients and you'll combine them later. And I'm sifting together and I don't think anything of what I'm looking at. And then I go and I start mixing the milk and your good quality olive oil, a.k.a. whatever olive oil lives in my pantry. Mm -hmm. Um, Vanilla extract, almond extract, which just uh, forewarning, if I'm ever found dead under mysterious circumstances, Chris... I literally just probably drink an entire bottle of almond extract because it smells incredible. Just it does incredible. smell really good. It's, I mean, and there's got to be worse ways. To go. Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah. It's kind of like hypothermia where you get, where right before you die, you get really warm and then oh, you okay. don't really realize you're dying. So it might actually not be like the worst way. Clarification. If I die, I don't have student debt anymore. Is that true? I don't, I've never had student debt. Oh my Not God. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my God. This is a Catherine Erasure podcast. Oh, I just mean that to say that I, that I don't, I wouldn't know. You can ask Doug. 
I I don't have debt. I have credit card debt. I don't have student debt. Sorry. Okay. All right. I'm going to reset. I know. I don't. I... We, can, we can see each other over FaceTime. I'm like, no, I'm going to look at her. Okay. So I feel really bad about it. I wish I had debt because I feel like people look at me bad. When do I you want some of mine? You can have some of mine. Can I take like 1K? I don't want a lot. Yeah, I mean, no, that's, that's, that's generous. I'm not going to, I'm not going to look a gift horse in the mouth. Yes. You can pay me a thousand dollars, Catherine. Thank you. Great. Okay. Um, so what? <laughs> we have whole milk, olive oil. Um, you have two egg yolks and then you set the whites aside. Those are going to go in the mm-hmm. filling later. Um, but so I'm mixing those together and the directions say to create a pool in like, excuse me, a well in your dry ingredients. And I'm looking and I'm looking at the wet ingredients, the dry ingredients. But again, it's, you know, this is somebody's recipe, nice. somebody's grandmother's recipe. Is go with old it. country? Oh, uh, you know, Italy. Catherine, no, I know what you meant. Right. Ruggiero Foley. Ugh. Yeah. Um, I, I can't say Ruggiero with like a very deliberate accent because I just don't know which part to emphasize. There's so much of it. All of it. <laughs> you scream all of it. Yeah, okay. Like you're ordering in an olive garden. <laughs> that was worse than watching Lauren Lennon get vaccinated by way of a boil in her arm. God. I'm like literally, you know, anytime I ever feel like I have to like eat more than I ought to, I'm just going to ask you to send me a voice memo of you describing that scene. And then I won't be hungry ever again. <laughs> okay. So this pie crust. <laughs> so it's wet. And you're making the pie oh, it's, oh, oh my God. It's so, okay. So I make the, I make the well and the dry ingredients. I pour in the wet. Mm-hmm. The wet is overflowing onto the dry. I mean, the, that, sh- the proportions are off. And as I'm going through, I'm kind of like live tweeting this to myself in notes for <laughs> this can't be right. This is what, maybe it'll get better. Going to need it. At this point, mm-hmm. I'm looking at something that is like, Closer to like a shoe, like a shoe paste, like uh, what you would like expect of a puff pastry before mm-hmm. a puff pastry to be piped and then stuffed with something else. Like it was not giving me, you know, independent pie crust thickness. So, so at this point, I still don't realize the error of my ways. I think, you know what, I'm just going to engineer this because I'm going and looking in the comments because we hear at Flower Power Hour say, Always read Anne from Poughkeepsie's comments. Yes. She has insights. We don't want to discount them. Nope. Um, we're going to let her mistakes be our guideposts. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking in the comments and not one person is saying anything about the crust. Everybody is saying, oh, this crust is delicious. This pie is delicious. I'm going to make mm-hmm. this again. Da, da, da. I'm like, okay, weird, but whatever. So I start adding in like tables, like a spoon of flour at a time. So I grab what I know to be a quarter cup measuring cup mm-hmm. and I'm using it. And that's when it dawns on me. I did not put one and a half cups of flour in. I put three quarter cup flour in and um, not ideal. Nobody's perfect. Okay. Especially here on flower power hour where mm-hmm. only one of us has student debt. You yeah, know. so only one yeah. of us is perfect. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the one with student debt. No, no, no. <laughs> no. So I just, I start panicking because 
Um, at this point, I've also done the gone through the steps of creating almost a water bath in the oven. So what you have to do before you start assembling anything is you take <laughs> hot water, you put it in a funny. What's so funny about my bake? Nothing. It's oh, nothing. What is so funny about Grandma Mama Mia's bake? Grandma Mama Mia. Nona Mia's. Nona Mia's. But yeah, so you're creating this water bath. You put hot water into a casserole dish. You put that mm-hmm. casserole dish at the bottom of your oven. And then you, you know, move the move the racks around, whatever. So you want your pie directly above this water bath situation. Mm. So as this is happening, I'm also thinking, oh, that water is evaporating. Like I'm quickly mm. losing this. Right environment that I need. Mm -hmm. And so I just start, I don't even sift the flour in. I am dumping like a cup's worth of flour in there until it thickens up. Who knew? It worked. So um, there you go. Yeah. So then I take it out and we get to my second least favorite part of making a pie crust, the rolling it. Mm -hmm. Um and you know I just can't get it level. I'm I'm really working with it. It's tough. I, I, I find it to be that. <laughs> Do you have the little um like things that go on the end of the rolling pins that like mm-hmm. act mm-hmm. as like guardrails for um depth? Yeah. Yep, didn't use them. I just popped them oh. off. <laughs> no, all right, cool. Yeah, yeah. Going rogue. Going uh going rogue. I I thought if I wanted to make narrower rolling pin that was their purpose so if I'm trying to like roll something in the shape of a snake or like if I'm trying to make like a kolache type baked good Mm -hmm. I I thought that but we're learning I'm learning we're growing growth is uncomfortable and rolling out this pie crust was uncomfortable Mm -hmm. um you know I I flowered my surface I rolled and rolled and rolled and and you know get it to the approximate you know, uh, dimensions of your pie mm-hmm. crust. I didn't listen to that. I rolled it out to like two and a half times the size of my pie crust, my pie tin. So I laid across my pie plate and I'm cutting off the extra, which is approximately equal to the size of the pie crust that I just laid, laid across the pie crust, the pie tin, excuse me. So I just toss it in the trash. Um, you tossed it? The X. Yeah. Yeah. I just tossed it. Um, yeah, because I was also again. I am like in the back of my head, panicking, um, because I think that like this water's gonna evaporate. As if I could just put more hot water. <clears throat> um, so at this point, I start. You know, I, I kind of just accept that like parts of this crust are gonna be uneven. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like an idiot-proof filling. Um, and then you don't want to pre-bake the crust. So I dump the filling into the pie crust. I cover the edges with foil. You cook it for an hour and 10 minutes, and then you turn off the oven. You leave the pie in the oven for another 10 minutes. Um, so I guess maybe as the residual heat is dissipating. So I said, all right, I'm just going to leave this out. At this point, you still don't get to eat it. You got to pop it in the fridge, and it sits there. So, mm-hmm. so I cut into it, and it was so dense that you know i get that people get a little stressed out cutting into pie <laughs> um, <laughs> about whether or not it fall apart 
this did not fall apart. This an absolute fool could cut a perfect slice of pie from that. So, you know, with that said, this bake was, you know, a nice addition to my arsenal. Um, I actually ended up enjoying the crust a lot more than I thought I would. And, you know, I really enjoyed the flavor. Chris very much enjoyed this pie. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the crust more. So I think in the future, mm-hmm. I would use it as the base for maybe like a silk pie of sorts. Not Maybe not mm-hmm. butter, but like something like that. Just because the the cheese that's just the cheese pie is a little it was good it was light but yeah I feel like a lot because we, we had it in our fridge and, and for, you know for a couple nights in a row we would cut a piece and that would be our dessert I, I don't know if like the flavor like if the sugar is like a, the sugar is not evaporating it's just you want compote or a sauce mm-hmm. on it um so for appearance one to one being hideous, five being beautiful. I mean, I'd say it's a two. It's not hideous. Nothing special, you know? It's not yeah, hilarious. no. All right, taste-wise on the crust, I'm going to say it's a three. And I will say, you know, for comparison's sake, that a, like, Biscoff cookie crust, cookie pie crust, would be closer to a, um, closer to a four and a half. So, um, okay. Yeah, so I will say that about the crust. I will say the filling. I mean, I'm gonna give it like a two. It's not bad. It's just boring. Um, I get that. Like we've become like as time goes on, society evolves, and all these umami flavors and whatever. Um, I mean, if you gave like avocado toast to a person from like a hundred years ago, their head would fucking explode. But like, you know, we're just eating these things all the time. You know, I'm glad I tried a new bake a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, but ultimately, yeah. So I made, well, I was looking for recipes and I I found it really difficult to find a recipe at first. I don't know if I was maybe just like, I don't know, like not Googling the right keywords or things like that, but, um, it just was taking me a long time to find something that I wanted to make. And then I stumbled across, um, the King Arthur flower website Mm -hmm. and they I don't know how recent this was but they were doing a um an anniversary series for like their (laughs) it's either 275th or 75th probably (laughs) 275th (laughs) birthday happy Mm -hmm. birthday and for it they were doing like um recipes through the decades and so the one that was about 100 years ago a little over 100 years ago was a brownie recipe. It was the first ever brownie recipe that was printed out. And it was super basic, you know, like your norm core brownie. But then I started thinking like, oh, I remember listening to this one episode of, um, it wasn't even an episode. It was like a bonus content on the Instagram of love it or leave it. Um, he was making brownies and he was making them with one of his, um, co-workers like via Instagram like live or something mm-hmm. and his partner fiance I'm not sure if they're married yet he his name is Ronan Farrow mm-hmm. his mom is Mia Farrow his dad is we do not remember. know and his mom Mia Farrow was friends with Catherine Hepburn 
and Katherine Hepburn have this brownie recipe that like has become really well known. You can find it. Like I, I use the New York times cooking recipe version of it, but you can find it anywhere. It's plastered all over the internet. And so they made Katherine Hepburn's brownie recipe and she was born at some point and around like the hundred. <laughs> it's like, yada 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 and then here are these brownies is the narrative yeah, she, was, she was born around 100 years like a little more than 100 years ago so Do we assume um, that she crafted this recipe in utero no it's like more like happy birthday Catherine hepburn you made this brownie <laughs> recipe and you were born 100 years ago <laughs> just stick with it so i we're real loose with these rules here <laughs> I'm trying to find creative ways to like make it more interesting for myself because I really couldn't find I was like looking and looking and it was like a lot of it was um cooking recipes not baking it was like stews yeah. and casseroles I didn't really want to make a casserole I was like really trying to find a baked good and so um this is just what I ended up with but um, our first episode, I had made a minty lime brownie, and I was talking about in that episode how it was really important. A minty lime brownie? I'm sorry, a minty lime <laughs> bar. Grayson was giving me this look, and I was like, oh, shit, did I, like, reveal a challenge that we, we aren't doing yet? Like, no. Um, it was a minty yeah. lime bar which is in the same shape as a brownie. And I really hit home that like, oh, there was a video watching Claire Saffitz make this. And I really benefited from that. And I really encourage people to do that. If you can find a video of someone making the thing that you're making, mm -hmm. watch it because it's some, there's something different about seeing it if you're a visual learner. Mm -hmm. There is a video to making this recipe. I didn't watch it. I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know why not. You should always take this extra precaution, but I didn't. Yeah, that's that was apparently the subconscious sentiment oh, I was going for. So, <laughs> I, so I didn't watch the video, but I was like, it's brownies. Like, this is going to be fine. And for the most part, it was pretty fine. Like, it's, it's standard. Usually a recipe will call for either... Um, either you'll use a an unsweetened chocolate and then sub that sweetness with sugar or they'll call for cocoa powder and not unsweetened chocolate and you'll sub the sweetness for sugar so in the recipes I have seen it's usually like cocoa powder or unsweetened chocolate and then you use sugar to sweeten up the chocolate flavor mm -hmm. this called for cocoa powder butter two eggs sugar flour um walnuts which I did put in mine because I really like a nice crunch in my brownie um, vanilla and then a pinch of salt. Um, I really wanted to put like some flaky sea salt on top, but Doug's not a big salt person. So I had to back off a little bit. He doesn't, he doesn't like, like flaky salt on things. Like he doesn't like a nice warm chocolate chip cookie with flaky salt on top. He doesn't like brownies with, yeah. Um, he just doesn't, I think I don't... in his mind, he's like, this is a sweet thing and I don't want saltiness with it and I don't want contrast to height this experience no, he's pretty much set with he's very he's very a content person like he's very set with what he has if he knows what he likes he's gonna stick with it and I respect that about him I don't agree but I was 
<laughs> I respect it. Oh my God. So, all right. Wait, just a quick, did you already have walnuts on hand? You go out and get them for your brownies. Oh baby. I had walnuts on hand. Always have walnuts on hand. Um, I read this past week doing research for our recipes and I just came across like, like culinary facts that every young adult needs mm-hmm. to know for like when people are like moving out of their parents' home on their <laughs> bear in mind, we are both 30 ish, almost 30. Yeah. Um, and one of the facts was that like an unsealed container of nuts. Do you want to take a guess how long they last in your pantry? A month. A month. Three weeks. Yeah. Three weeks? I have nuts that have come through moves. Like, I was shook. Shook. And, and nuts are so expensive. I can't be throwing them out every three They are. <laughs> and it's not like, it's, you know what I would love to find? And I know they have these grocery stores in California because, because I remember seeing a BuzzFeed video about it, but like those no waste grocery stores where you can Mm -hmm. bring in your own canisters. And then like, I was going to say mine for the things you want, but like (laughs) find the things that you want to take however much you like the perfect portion that you need. I wish we had that in New York and DC so that, cause nuts come in like big packaging. You can't buy like, I don't know if you could even buy one cup. Really shocked. I mean, I need, but. Maybe in like the Upper West Side. I live in Brooklyn, so I don't think in Brooklyn we have something like that. But um, maybe somewhere, mm-hmm. some fancy schmancy like place has them. But that's really uh, that's upsetting because I usually we do overnight oats, and I have a big canister mm-hmm. of rolled oats, chocolate chips, and um, walnuts, and I just keep mm-hmm. it in the canister all mixed together so that I can just like pour out the night before however much I need but now knowing that my nuts aren't lasting that long I feel like I have to rethink my rethink my plan (laughs) that really sucks that really does man the amount of food mm, Mm. like people wait people I waste Uh, you specifically yeah yeah (laughs) intervention was planned actually for that's why I'm coming to visit you, right? Um, <laughs> exactly. So, so yes, I did use I did use walnuts. I had my own walnuts on hand, mm-hmm. and but before you do any of that, you have to preheat the oven to three twenty five. You know all the usual stuff. You're <clears throat> making sort of like the chocolate base first, so you're melting butter in a saucepan, um, and then you're stirring in the cocoa until it's smooth and just to like get to turn the powdered cocoa into like some sort of stuff substance that you can then mix with other wet and dry ingredients, I think is the idea there. Um, I, I feel like smooth is pretty subjective when you're in this situation because like it's, it's hard to get like clumps out of cocoa powder. And so if you find yourself like pushing your, your slotted spatula or whatever, like onto the side of the pan to, to get the clumps out and stuff, it's, whatever. Like I did the best I could. My brownies did not taste, um, lumpy. So I think it was okay. Okay. And so then you're removing it from the heat. You're allowing time for it to cool and you're moving it to a large bowl, whisking in the eggs one at a time, stir vanilla, did all of that. Like it was fine. Um, I think I did 
did pretty well on that, on that Okay, front. you didn't get chocolate scrambled eggs out of the situation? No chocolate scrambled eggs out of the situation. It did before, I don't think I read the recipe very well the first time because the first time I read it, it was like um, removed from heat, skipped the whole part about allowing to cool for a few minutes <laughs> and like all I saw was removed from heat, whisk and eggs. And I was like, this is so fucking dumb. Like, who wrote this recipe? Like, assuming people are going to know you have to let it cool before you can put the eggs in. And then the second time I read it, I cooled down a bit. And I was like, wow, I'm sorry. And you're intense cooking. I, like, really took that out on you. Um, that was my bad. Like, I'm my, my therapist and I are working on my impatience and anger issues. So it was like a whole thing. But so then um, you're combining all of that in a separate bowl, doing all of the other stuff, the sugar, the flour, the nuts, the salt, all of that. And then you're putting the cocoa butter mixture, cocoa dash butter mixture, not actual cocoa butter mixture mm-hmm. into it and stirring it until it's combined. And again, you want it to be like a smoothish consistency. There's going to be nuts in it. So you, you're, you're like, you're, it's not going to look super smooth, but you don't definitely don't want to bite into a brownie and discover like a blob of just like cocoa powder and butter and goop because it's not going to taste good. I did not have an eight by eight inch square baking pan, which is just the theme of my baking journey forever and always. So I first I was like, oh, at all, a pan at all. You don't have an eight by eight. No, I have a casserole dish. I have a pie dish and I have two bread pans. Okay, um, so I wouldn't <laughs> go out of my way to tell somebody what to do with their life. Um, uh-huh. Especially somebody oh, sure. who, yeah, no, me, no, uh-huh. give unwarranted advice. <laughs> <laughs> Might I uh, suggest one? bread pan i will i will go and i will find a bait i will find a square pan tonight and i will purchase it with money i promise with blood money with with blood diamond money and if you want to support Catherine in her and her endeavor to purchase an eight by eight please uh rate review subscribe it's it's not translating into money because this is our third episode you know long term Long-term goal. Long-term. I can also include my Venmo and Cash App, Cash App Preferred, if God, you, God. if that would also be helpful for people. But um, get the Cash App card and get points back and also do stock trading. Oh so I didn't oh, have yeah. that. So at first I thought, uh, like, oh, I'll just put this into my casserole dish and I can just spread it out and make thin brownies. And I poured it in. It did not even touch it did not even touch the edges. Nevertheless, the corners of this pan, it was like not enough. So I'm furiously like scooping it back into the bowl that I had mixed it in. And then I just baked it in a bread pan. I was like, whatever, thick brownies. So baked it off and it's very specific, like bake 30 to 35 minutes, bake 30 to 35 minutes. Do not over bake. The brownies should be gooey. Again, I didn't necessarily read the brownie should be gooey part the first time. So when I pulled them out of the oven, I pulled them in and out like three different times because they were so gooey. Every time I stuck a fork in it, it, it was just, it was like still batter. Um, it was super, super soft. So I baked it as long as I could without being worried. Mm-hmm. And then I just took it out of the oven and had to 
let it cool. I don't know if I just didn't let it cool long enough. Um, because when I cut into it, I thought I did. Like, I touched it, and I was like, ooh, a little warm, but, like, it's fine. Um, and then I, so I, I was like, okay, this is fine. This is good enough. And I tried to cut into it, and it was so, not crumbly is not the right word, because it wasn't dry. It was very moist. Mm. But it was, um, like, I was slicing it, and pieces of the brownie were, like, coming up as I was slicing it. It wasn't, like, a clean pie slice, like, what you were experiencing. It was definitely more of, like, a messy cut. Mm-hmm. And I tried to scoop them out of the bread pan, and it it was just not – it was, like, coming out. I'll send – I'm sending Grayson some photos of it to, for her to look at because, like, they didn't come out as what you would think of brownie. They came out in, like, some small chunks, some ch- – bigger chunks like yeah without bottoms it was, yeah. yeah you can definitely see like some parts of it I think I would still eat the hell out of this so it doesn't matter oh yeah um and I mean like when in doubt just put something on top of ice cream and it's dessert but um, exactly which is yeah that's exactly what we ended up doing is just taking it all and um I kept every piece even the crumbly bit <laughs> used it on ice cream um just whatever dessert we were having and it worked out they were good they were pretty sweet I don't know if maybe like it's uh, let me double check here I think it's a cup of sugar yeah a cup of sugar so maybe I could have used more cocoa powder because a half cup cocoa powder a cup of sugar I'm not sure it just tasted a little too sweet for me but um all in all like they were gooey I like a gooier brownie versus a cakey brownie it was good on ice cream um the walnuts were nice and crunchy definitely didn't get like salmonella or whatever from bad nuts so <laughs> good. it was good yeah it was good so as far as um ratings so for looks on a scale of one to five um probably like a probably like a one um I mean, it just, what they did not look good. It looked like someone, if you saw this, you would be like, oh, Catherine tried to make brownies and she didn't succeed. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't look that great. Um, taste, probably, like, middle of the road, like a three. Again, like, a little too sweet for me. I would have preferred a more robust chocolate flavor. Um, and, yeah, it just, and I, I, the, it wasn't as enjoyable eating it. I think because I couldn't eat it as a brownie, I had to eat it as, like, a topping on things. Again, delicious. Still didn't waste it. But it wasn't, like, the intended experience that Captain Hepburn had in mind. (laughs) So. (laughs) Is she an Academy Award winner? I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. We could look it up, but we're just going to say she did. We're going to give her her flowers now. Give her her flowers. Yeah, she deserves it. So, um. Yeah, it was, it was, you know, fine. Um, recommendation? Um, I would recommend people make the recipe because, especially if you like a, um, like a chewy brownie and not a cakey brownie, mm-hmm. they're good. I would just say, like, maybe read through a lot of the comments, see if you can maybe, maybe find, like, the New York Times cooking didn't have any tips, like, this is her recipe, exactly as she wrote it. But here are some things that we noticed when mm-hmm. you that you might want to consider changing. If you could find a recipe like that, 
that would make it like a little less sweet or maybe just make it and not fuck up like I did and it taste great. But maybe um, we have an eight by eight pan. Just a maybe have an eight by eight pan. Maybe yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I would recommend it. Like it's a good it's a solid brownie. The picture on NY Times makes it look really good. Um so that's a plus. If you have a professional food photographer, you're you're set. You're all set. But I mean it to to the point that what we're trying to do here is be authentically uh, shitty in our baking. Mm-hmm. Don't get an eight by eight. Maybe don't invest in the proper tools because I think it's yielding the outcome we really want here. It's providing for the, the the content, the show. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. The community appreciates it. The community oh, appreciates wow. it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, thank you. That is yeah. thoroughly glamorous. It, you know, if if only by virtue of being Catherine Hepburn's brownie recipe, which I'm sure she ate all the time. Oh, her figure shows it. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, um, do you have anything you want to share before we go? Because if not, I did have something I wanted to flag is not the right term, but, you know, talk about yeah, I have just one quick thing. Um, on our first episode, we talked about top sheets. And mm-hmm. I, the amount of text I received from worried friends and family about me not changing my sheets or washing my sheets every month, I need to <laughs> make a clarifying statement so that you can all sleep at night because apparently this is keeping you up. We, we own multiple sets of sheets, and so we are changing our sheets every week. We are switching on our pillowcases and our fitted sheets. We don't use top sheets, but we are changing our sheets every week. We don't wash our sheets every week because we're we're changing them. So we don't wash them all until we run out of clean sheets in total. And then because we take them to the laundry mat and wash them. Because you're keeping clean sheets in your rotation. Exactly. Exactly. We have like four <laughs> sets of sheets between the two of us from like living separately and then moving in together and I don't I don't think I clarified that well the first episode. So I just you, you didn't. You didn't. And I know this because not only <laughs> did the pod's Instagram get DMs, um, and not in the sexy fun way, I was receiving direct text messages from people <laughs> in in Catherine's immediate orbit. Um your aunt was very stressed out and you know, um, we just, we just care. Uh, you know, we worry because we care, but, um, I, I was editing and this was before, uh, Catherine's husband became our default audio guru. But (laughs) when I was sitting there attempting to edit our first episode in some way, shape or form, um, I was sitting there on my laptop and it was, playing out loud in my living room and I was getting to the end where we talked about top sheets and where you said, I don't know, I guess we wash them every month or whatever. And my husband, Chris's head turned so fast. I thought he was going to hurt himself. Mm. Um, which to, to, to be fair to you and Doug, um, if it was not for I, Chris may very well go a month without washing his sheets. So yeah. you know, the judgment was, was undeserved, but Thank you for clarifying for the community that you're not. Yes, I really appreciate that. But Aunt Christina also texted me and said, do you also not wear underwear? I, I wear and underwear. you're like, of course I don't wear underwear. I'd have to wash it more than once a month. But 
So, um, this past week, I saw we received our first official tagged photo from, um, well, so this, the Instagram is smoky underscore terror, but the person is actually my childhood best friend. I mean, the first friend I ever had in my life. Um, yeah, I, the memory of meeting her is something that I think will live in my brain forever. It's just, I have like such a vivid memory of, we both were walking up to this like kind of like semicircle table where you went to get construction paper and we were both short. I mean, short, <laughs> you're in kindergarten, everyone's short. We were both <laughs> these, we had these short blonde bob and just, she just said, hi. And that was like, like we became Aww. very good friends. We were friends for so long, even after my family and I moved, her and her mother would visit us like all the time. It was wonderful. Um, but she sent, or she tagged us in, in a bake and said, took a little inspiration from the hashtag flower power hour and tried my hand at lavender butter jam, witches. And Whoa. they look incredible. I, Catherine, I, I sent them in a DM to your, your private page, but you might not see if it should be, if you look at the hashtag flower power hour, um, you'll be able to see them, but they are beautiful they look really uniform they look light and buttery covered in powdered sugar and um she was so sweet she was she, she said in the message that she sent to me that you know if I could take a good picture I'd send them to you and then I got on Instagram they were tagged or ha hashtagged and uh it was just really really cute and um wow. yeah our first official tag from somebody who I've known for 24, almost 25 years. And um, yeah, so, and also to say that to the extent that you guys hear us talking about how, how we've fucked up totally rudimentary things and it does inspire you to say, you know, I may as well get through the all-purpose flower in my cabinet. We would love nothing more than to see, to see your bakes. Cause I mean, you're, you're seeing ours and there's, there, there's nothing good there. So yeah, not very good there. And we're nice. always looking for in our personal lives outside of this podcast, looking for good recipes to try. So if you have something that you've tried and like maybe you fucked up a bit, but it was so good, like we would we would love to also try it. So exactly. Definitely. I mean, I I've, I've never even heard of a lavender butter jam witch, but these are mm. beautiful. I yeah. am a bit intimidated. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I'll stick with shitty pies and such. Um, but yeah. Um, awesome. yeah. So next week we are, um, going to be undertaking a little bit lighter challenge. We are doing a five ingredients or, or less episode. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's to say, obviously the recipe is five ingredients or less that simple. Um, yes. you know, so that, you know, can be a limitation or not, but I'm excited to see what Catherine does. Um, I have an idea of what I'm going to do, but we'll see how that, how that pans out. Um, yeah, I need to figure that out. Um, no, nothing else on my end. Just chugging along and, um, we're excited <laughs> to share our next bakes with you guys. For sure. For sure. So yeah, please, um, rate, review, subscribe where you listen to podcasts. We mm, are yes, yes. endeavoring to get through this stalemate with Apple podcasts. We'll see. Um, Doug is on the case. 
So, um, <laughs> but yeah, rate, review, subscribe. Cool. Talk to you then. Get big. Bye. <laughs>